Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. God wants to fill us with his spirit every day. You need a fresh baptism. You need a fresh infilling. You need to say it's not about speaking in tongues. It's about encountering the baptizer, and Jesus is the baptizer. It's having an encounter and say, God, I want more of you and less of me. I need you in my life because you and I live in crazy times, and you need power. You need power over your flesh. You need power over the world. You need power over the devil. And God says he's going to give that to you. And that's what happens is when you encounter Jesus and you have faith in him, he comes and fills you with his spirit. And that's why we worship. You say, well, what are they doing? Why are they singing like that? We have his spirit inside of us. And unless you want his spirit, he won't, he'll, he'll, he'll hold back from you. You have to, it says, whoever believes in their heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, Whoever confesses his as Lord and Savior, if you confess the Lord Jesus Christ, that God raised him from the dead, and you believe in your heart, it says with the heart, salvation is made unto righteousness. And it's with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's why we have to believe with the heart and we have to confess. Someone says, I don't have to say it. I, I can just be quiet. I don't have to say it. No, you, God says you have to confess. And you can, it's like drinking your coffee or your morning tea. You can't drink with your mouth closed. You got to open up your mouth and swallow. And it's the same way when we get in church. You have to open up your mouth and allow the river of God's spirit to come out, out of you. And there's a battle that goes on in our mind. There's a battle that goes on in our flesh. And it was like, man, do I have to do that? Do I have to? No, you don't have to. But sometimes, how many of you know, sometimes you guys know what I'm talking about. Even in a service, there can be a resistance. I can feel it. I can feel it in the spirit. I can look at some of you guys, and some of you guys are battling with God. And I'm like, man, God is knocking at the door of your heart. And you're like, I don't want to do that. But your spirit is saying, yes, you do, because you're made in the image of God. And God has placed eternity in your heart. And then we resist him because we let our flesh and our feelings get in the way in our stupid carnal mind, in our intellect. And we're like, wow, do I? But how many know that it's biblical to sing praise? And God says it's in his Bible and it's in his word. It says it's good for me to sing God's praises. And that's that's the first step in opening yourself up is you start to open up your heart. And what has to be opened up is your heart. That's why we've gone through this whole series on forgiveness is because when you've been wounded or you're offended or you're hurt, you close your heart. But when you open up your heart to God, he'll come and bring some restoration and peace and healing. And then you'll find out when you open up your heart, you may open up your mouth and you open up your spiritual heart. And then you may open up your hands and say, Lord, I'm open. Come on. Can we lift up our hands and say, Lord, I'm open. I want to be open to what God wants to do. Because you know what the worst thing that's a hindrance to the, what God wants to do in the future is what he did yesterday or what he didn't do yesterday. And so how many, you know, we can't go back to yesterday. We have today. Today is the day of salvation. And we have to be open says, Lord, come on, do something new and fresh inside of me. 
Let me not limit you. Let me not be closed off. Let me be, not, let me, not, let me be clogged up with pain and frustration and contradiction. But let me be open. And so God will put his spirit inside of you. Because guess what? You didn't choose to be here anyway. Someone prayed you into the kingdom. And Jesus said in John 15, says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And if he chose you, it says that you can be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work is faithful to complete it. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is, wants to work with you? And if you want to work with him, he'll wake you up. He'll wake you up early and say, get out of bed. Come on. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Get filled up. Because I don't know about you. You can't live a supernatural life living off natural sustenance. Because this life that we're called to live in, the day that we live in, you better have some supernatural power. You need supernatural power to drive down the street. You need supernatural power to deal with yourself. You need supernatural power to deal with your dog, your wife, your kids. Wherever you go, you need supernatural power to be like Jesus. You can't do it in your flesh. Right? Someone crosses you and that flesh will, you know, come on, you know what I mean? But it's the spirit of God inside of you that kills. It says that through the spirit of God, you can mortify. That mortify means you can kill the deeds of the flesh. We can kill. We can keep our flesh under. We can keep our matitude and our angitude, all those things that war against our the fruits of the spirit. I don't have to read Galatians chapter five. We know that the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. But aren't you thankful that God wants you to be fruitful? Turn with me in your Bible. I'm going to read this verse. Turn to Ezekiel 47. I got all these notes up here and I was going to preach to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We will do that. Acts chapter one says you will receive power you turn to Ezekiel 47. I'm going to read Acts 1.8. It says, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. There are some people today, they don't want to preach about the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't want to even speaking in tongues. And, but you can stir yourself up. You can stir up. My phone is not working right discard changes. I don't even know what it, I don't know where I'm at with my phone, but here, find Ezekiel 47 for me in there. Monty, the New King James Version. Ooh, I need glasses. Oh, I got glasses. Jesus. That's, that's bad when you have glasses and you need glasses. It says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses or my martyrs in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Monty. Got it. And so God wants to give us a fresh dose of his presence. And it's not about tongues. It's not about speaking in tongues. It's about being open. And speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and making. Me, that's why there's power in worship. There's power in music. That's why prayer and intercession and worship go hand in hand. Those are the wings of the spirit and the word of God. 
And so in Ezekiel 47, it says, he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. And I like today, we don't have our lazy screen uh, up here. I'm someone, sometimes we can get in worship and we worship the words instead of Jesus. And so we don't have it, but it says for the, in the front of the temple, that face east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and laid me, led me around on the outer side of the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. Everyone say fresh water. Come on now, lay your hands on yourself. Say, Lord, I need some fresh water running out. And guess where it comes from? It doesn't come from you. It's the Holy Spirit. It comes from the temple. And that's you. You're the temple. Verse 3, and when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my ankles. How many of you guys like splashing in the water in your ankles? Everyone say there's more. Again, he measured 1,000, brought me out through the waters, and the water, water came up to my knees. Everyone say, there's more. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water that came up to my waist. See, you can have as much God as you want. And you could stop there and you can say, that's enough for me. I can just come to church. I can just be saved. But how many of you know there's more truths in God there's more truths. There's water baptism. There's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's the baptism into the body. There's the laying on of hands. There's eternal judgment. There's resurrection of the dead. How many know that there's more that God has for us? But some people, sometimes we can just satisfy with salvation. And that's okay. Someone says, if I still smoke, am I going to go to heaven? Yeah. You'll, you'll have some jacked up lungs, but you... Uh, Oh, you, you may, oh, they said you may get there a lot sooner. <laughs> oh, I got three minutes. Okay. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. Come on, how many, how many swimmers we got in the room? How many swimmers? We any swimmers? You guys know what I'm talking about? Swimmers, right? And you can't just stand. You got to dive in. And so Jesus, sometimes with the Lord, when his spirit is flowing in your life, there's part of you that wants to resist and stay back. But God wants to take you to the deep end. How many of you guys remember when you were a kid, you were scared of the deep end? How many, how many were scared of the, of the high dive? Anyone? I was. I got up on that high dive and I walked back, climbed down the ladder, said, no, Lord. It's amazing how when you get on something high, that when you get up there, it's a lot higher than it looked when you were down low, right? Like we have this set here. We have this set. And uh, thank God we have a scaffold now to get up there. But two years ago, when we had the platform here, you guys remember this story, some of you. We had the old choir risers here. And we didn't have a, a, a scaffold to get up. All we had was an extension ladder. That had to, and we, and you know, Pastor Portia, she, she has these visions. She's a visionary, and because she sees it, she thinks it can just happen. 
but it takes somebody to execute the vision. And that's usually me. And so Portia and I were here in the sanctuary. We were having an intense fellowship because I told her she was crazy and there was no way. I said, why can't we just stop heaven like halfway down? It'll... And so we were really having, and Sandra, bless Sandra, she, she did not want us, her pastors to arguing and fight. So she says, I'll do it. And so Sandra Lenore got all the way up to the top on an extension ladder and hung it with a staple gun by herself. Now, mind you, I was down. I, I helped her. I was holding the ladder. <laughs> Me and another guy, we, we held the ladder. And Sandra, she went all the way to the top. And so I did climb. I was like, like Jeremiah and Tanner when they helped us get on. They were like, Pastor Steve, don't shake the scaffold. But I say, come on, say, the Lord wants to take us deeper and take us higher. And so back to the Bible. Come on, I'm just having fun with you. It says the water was too deep. Water and one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? And he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. Verse 7, when I returned there along the bank of the river, there were many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern re region and goes down to the valley and it enters the sea. And when it reaches, talking about the river, come on, keep that hand on your, on your belly, come on, on your stomach. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. Its waters are healed. Do you know that's what the spirit of God inside of you, it's a river. It's a river of water and it brings healing, not just to you, but it brings healing to the people that you touch. And God wants to use you to be a healer. And look what it says. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes, it will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. That's a prophetic statement about you. Wherever you go, there's going to be a great multitude. What does that mean? It means that God is going to use your life and your testimony and your story that wherever you go, that you will be a gatherer of people, a gatherer of fish. Jesus says, I have called you what now to be fishers. He says, come, you were fishers in the natural, but I'm going to teach you to be a fisher of men. And even that's why we're doing this outreach play is we want the waters of the spirit of God to touch people that come upon these grounds that they'll say there's something more than just a festival or a play. There will be something of the spirit of God that will touch their hearts. And they're going to say, I've received a touch of the river. There will be very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. They will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. And for the sake of time, let's go to verse 12. Along the banks of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. And their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. Come on, it's talking about you. And look at this. What? used to take a year. God says, 
I'm going to allow it to happen every month for you. Why? Come on, I'm challenged. I'm preaching to me. Why do I limit God? Why do I say next year? Or God says that these trees are going to produce fruit on a monthly basis along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kind of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. And look, it says their fruit will be used for food and their leaves for medicine. Daniel, if you can come back to the piano, please. Much more, much more, much more for us, much more. Can we just all stand to our feet? Stand to your feet. Just lift your hearts or bow your hearts to say, Lord, I'm open to you. I'm open to you. Thank you for your river. Thank you for the move of your spirit today. Thank you, Lord. Make me hungry. Fill me up, Lord. Let me have a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Even as Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, I want to remind you of your call upon your life. I want to remind you of the faith that was in your grandmother and then passed down to your mother and then it was passed down to you that God hasn't given you a spirit of fear but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And he says to stir up, stir up that gift inside of you. Stir, or it's another translation that says to fan into flame the inner fire. Come on, to fan it means to blow on it. Let the wind of the Spirit blow upon that fire. Let the wind of the Spirit blow upon the fire. Don't you remember in the story of Elijah? And he came to the in, in Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal. And he had a, a, a showdown with the prophets of Baal. And they did all this stuff. And, he, and Elijah said, why are you halted between two opinions? He says, if God is God, serve him. If he's not, then go do whatever you want to do. But if God is real, and he says, whoever's going to answer by fire, that's who God is. And so he said, go ahead. And he led all the prophets of Baal, and they did all these cantations, and they started doing all these, making all these noises and screaming and shouting. And then they started to cut themselves, and they started to sacrifice and bleed and mutilate themselves. And Elijah just got up here and he was like looking at him and it says Elijah started to laugh at him he was like where's your God maybe he's taking a nap maybe he's sleeping and he challenged him and he he let him he let him go on and said he let him go on for hours and hours you read it first Kings chapter 17 and then when they were finally done after three years of drought he says, get barrels of water. Come on. In three years of drought, God supernaturally provided the water. And he poured the water around the altar. And he filled around with thousands of gallons of water around it just to show them that his God was real. And then he just simply prayed. He simply prayed. And God answered him by fire. And you see the water of the Spirit and the fire of the Holy Ghost. And it consumed that sacrifice. 
And God just showed that he's, he's real. He's alive. And it's the same God. The God of Elijah is the same God. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's Jesus. So, Lord, let a fresh baptism, Lord, of the water and of the fire, fill your people. Refresh us. Renew us. Restore us. Heal us. And then ignite us. Lord, ignite us, Lord. Ignite us, Lord. Lord, ignite us, Lord. Fan into flame. Thank you, Jesus. So we thank you. Just go ahead and lay. Just stretch your hands towards the person on your right and your left. Say, fill them. Fill them. Fill them up. Fire of God. Fire of God. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Lord, touch bodies right now. Lord, touch bodies, Lord. Lord, let the supernatural healing of Jesus, Jesus, let your hand come and touch. Lord, touch physical bodies, even in the sanctuary today. Lord, that need a miraculous healing. Lord, we pray, oh God. Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you're our healer. You're our deliverer. You're the one that sets us free from addictions, Lord, of pain, from depression, from heaviness, from sickness.
Pastor Steve said, have you ever just, I was like the one, I was never the one to dive in. My brother got up there on that high dive thing. I was the one that just be looking at him going, uh-uh. But you ever just tipped your toe in the water, seeing how cold it was? Tiptoe in or step in or jump in. Dive in the river of God. But whatever you do, however you move, just get in. Yeah. <laughs> just get in. Let's try that.
So when I was talking to the kids, talking to the kids the other night, and I said, listen, a lot of times people get hung up on the tongues. They just get hung up with, is that God? Is, is that me? And they think about the tongues and they focus on the tongues. And that's why nothing happens. But if you just focus on Jesus, focus on the promise, the promise, he said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. God is not a respecter of persons. He can't give me the Holy Spirit and not give him the oath to you. But God said, I'm not going to. He said, listen, he says, I'm not a respecter of persons. And on the day of Pentecost, he told like 5,000 people, 500 people to go. And how many people showed up? 120. Only 120. 20% 20 of the people he said that could have more. I don't know about you, but I need more of him. I need more of the Spirit of God. I can't live this life by myself, Brother Travis. I can't do it. I can't do it, Sister Samantha. I can't do it, Anna. I can't do it, Monty. I can't live this life by myself. I need supernatural power from heaven. So listen, this is what I told the kids the other night. I said, I want you just to close your eyes. Everybody, close. Everybody who wants to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is for today with the fire that my husband preached about. I want you just to close your eyes and focus on the cross and the blood of Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Focus on the promise that he said, I will leave you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to give you the comforter after I leave that's gonna help you, lead you, guide you, power, give you power to be my witnesses. Come on, the helper, that's who the Holy Spirit is. He's a person. So do you just lift up your hands if you don't have the baptism? Even if you do have it, say, Lord, fill me again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need you. My life is open for you to fill me right now. I don't want to look on the sideline. I don't want to look at the people diving off the diving board. God, I want to jump in. God, I want to dive into what you're doing in this hour. But Holy Spirit, I need you to fill me. Now focus on the promise of God. Don't think about the tongues. Just focus on Jesus. Say it out loud and get happy about it. Just go, ha, 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 ha. I want you to get happy about him filling you right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm not going to think about the tongues. I'm going to think about you. This is what I want you to do. I want you in the count of three to dive in. Open up your mouth and start speaking in tongues. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. Just believe it. But don't focus on the tongues. Focus on Jesus. Are you ready? One. Two. Three. Open up your mouth. Fields overflowing. Fire from heaven come now.
yourself swimming in the river of God. Just getting more and more filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Some people may speak another language here, maybe an African language, and, but you're from that place, so therefore you speak the language of that place. So it makes sense that they were, because we are not from this world, but we are from a heavenly place, come on, that we would speak the language of that place. Well, don't it make sense to you? Come on. And every time I speak in tongues, and I speak in my head, it says it build yourself up in your... Yeah, the tongue, you build yourself up, your spirit man up. Because every day that you live, you are in this constant battle of your flesh and your spirit. Who knows what I'm talking about? You're in this constant battle. And whatever you feed the most will be the strongest. So when, you, when you're speaking, you're... I'm not thinking about the tongues, I'm just speaking in tongues. But in my mind, I'm praying. So my sister had this revelation. He said, she said, Lord, why isn't the devil answering my prayer? Uh, why is the devil coming against my prayer life? How is he able? He said, because you're telling them everything. He said, sometimes you got to tell me in your heart and in your mind because, you know, you, it's going to block out the enemy. The enemy's not going to be able to hear what you're saying. So you're praying it in your mind, right? You're praying it in your heart and you're speaking it to God, but the enemy don't even know what you're praying. Come on, somebody. You're speaking it to God. You're saying it in your mind, praying it in your heart, but you're speaking. So therefore, the enemy don't even know. He can't even stop your prayers. Come on, somebody. That's another good reason to speak in tongues. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.